It's Learning to Listen with Quinn, Naomi, and Charlie. Yo, welcome. Pew, pew, pew. Bang, bang, bang. Yeah. This is another edition of Bargain Bin. Hell yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, this one was Charlie's idea. Charlie, how's it going? This is great. This is a great idea. I'm I thought you were going to throw in like an oh yeah or something. I'm very happy you guys let me do this. Uh, wow, man, freak out. Yeah, freak <laughs> yeah. out. Let's do it. Uh, Naomi Naomi was chomping at the bit to talk about this about uh, like an hour ago. And then... You want to dive right into it. <laughs> we just said, we said hey, Naomi, and she said, whoa, she wanted to go at it. This is the first album that we've listened to in a long time that I really, really like. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, okay, you got to save this because we got <laughs> to get into it. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so everybody, patreon.com slash learning to listen. Uh, you get your money's worth on this one because I feel like this one's going to be longer than the the actual podcast. I think so. <laughs> but anyway, uh, learning to listen. Yes, patreon.com slash learning to listen. That's where you get in on all the fun stuff. We put up episodes early. You get to hear us ramble on about all the you know stuff that's going on in the world, the real heady topics, the real important stuff like... The Nintendo Power Glove. Action exactly. Tickers. Exactly. Was it any good or was it a piece of shit? I don't know. Where are our hot takes? It's only on patreon.com slash learning to listen. But that's not what we're here to talk about right now. We are here to talk about the Macho Man Randy Savage's 2003, 4, or maybe 2006, depending on. According to everything I've looked at, it came out (laughs) over a series of about four or five years. That's what masterpieces do. Yeah, it's yeah, time. yeah. Uh, his 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 early two thousands album, "Be a Man." Be a man. Be a man. Be a man, Hulk. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Is he still alive? No. Sadly, he oh. passed away ten years ago. Okay. That's so sad. So so Naomi, you were chomping at the bit earlier to talk about this record. So. I'm going to get you to kick this off and then I don't know because I don't know I don't even know what to say about this thing it's it's got a a lot it's just got a lot of fun like energy for you just want to some songs you just want to rock some songs you just feel like that hip-hop feel there's so much good fucking energy on this album like I didn't expect any of that coming like definitely these are songs that you want to walk into the ring to but like (laughs) I don't know if that was the intention should have a bunch of songs like that or if he was just feeling the music and he was just like yeah like who wrote these songs like obviously not him no 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 so the way that it went was um now he legitimately had an interest in hip-hop i wish he had learned how to make some well you know he (laughs) got together with these guys called the rascals who yeah uh, you know, they basically trained him from the ground up over like six months or something like that. Because I see a what montage. The, what, yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah. where he went from you know stringing together a couple of a couple of words to like. Now I'm not saying he's he's you know a huge he's he's a rap superstar or anything he's like a that. Wordsmith and a poet. He got okay. to the point where he could string together like a half of a chorus or something in one take, kind of thing, right? So basically, one of the things that I think about this is great is it's it's one step up of 
white guys on whose line is it anyways trying to come up with the rap off the uh, top it's of the not really though it's one step up from that there's well, no... okay i'll give you this i'll give you this i'm here to say that i'm rapping in a real fun way you know he doesn't that, quite, those, those are pretty much that. the lyrics those no. are pretty much the lyrics no, it's all that. the tropes it's like party people in the house it's all that shit <laughs> there, like i like the music he even drops like money on my mind money. like you're like okay the music isn't terrible but it is okay. very much all sound alikes of like basically it's a combination of like every other and track either sounds like either and... sounds like dmx <gasps> there's a song on the or... right line was dmx at first on yeah there. or or 2001 chronic dre production or kid rock uh-huh. i mean the ones with guitar solos are very kid rock <laughs> <laughs> um i it's 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 generic it's just generic it's just it's not embarrassing it's not as embarrassing as you would think it would be it's almost actually kind of disappointing that it's not more embarrassing proud he should be like eddie murphy proud it's not it's not as cringy as it could be and i think a lot of that has to do with the production like at least the guys behind this helping to make this thing were like we can make the beats decent right but man, this if you told me this thing came out in 1996, I'd believe you. Mm-hmm. It's like 10 years like behind in That's like probably it's... why I like it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like this thing was dated the minute it was dropped. Like the minute it came out, it was like this sounds old as shit. <laughs> There's a couple tracks on there where they got you got some smooth R&B vocals and harmonies and shit. And I was like, boys to men, is that you? <laughs> I know which one you're talking about, though. There's, is there the one with the girl singing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know which one I'm talking about, Charlie? I feel like you know this record. Sure, sure. Um, I don't know it super notes. well. I definitely listened to it in the 2000s some. But uh, yeah. there's there's a, there's one or two uh, songs in specific that were like, for the ladies, you know? So yeah. that's definitely the ones with a bit more R&B feel. To well, it. there's one where there's a woman singing like, I'm just macho, I'm still here, whatever. <laughs> and then halfway through the hook, it's like they didn't write any more lyrics. They're like, oh, well, finish that hook later. And she just goes like, la, 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 la. <laughs> I'm listening and I'm like, did uh, <laughs> you just forget to write some words here? <laughs> like, reminds like, me of oh. Naomi Campbell singing on the Cool as Ice soundtrack. one of the few redeeming qualities of that thing oh Oh, what a disgusting gross like other than okay like i could have gotten this as like a publicity stunt that was you know let's get a couple of tracks that would be good for like uh you know entry music Mm -hmm. because that's what they sound like or a lot of them a lot of them are like This would have been good, good, you know, and having and having him rap on his own entry music would be fucking phenomenal, right? Sure. And I love, I do love one track on here, and that is the the title track, "Be, be a Man." The diss Hulk. track. Is that it's the one diss track? That's a yeah. straight up diss track. That okay? So yeah, I definitely did. he didn't write most of the lyrics, but he specifically fought for a writing credit on be a man the diss track to hulk with hulk against hulk hogan so he was like i gotta be a part of this one you know he, he, he definitely had his input and you know called him names. called him right out and they tried to he tried to re, he tried to reignite a feud basically well okay at this point what th- this is the hollywood hogan era this is like what wcw this is not wwe 
Yeah, I think, yeah. So at this point, Hulk Hogan is Hollywood Hogan. He's probably with the NWO. Uh, Randy Savage is stepped away. This was this was originally some sort of it was supposed to be some sort of a the start of his. If it would have been huge, it would have been a big comeback for him, right? That's why the very first the very first the intro he's got that big I'm back, you know. So this yeah, but is going to be like it, his big return it, to. It has all these hype. It has all these hype moments on it about talking about like reinventing the game and you know like, like okay but maybe actually become a good rapper if you're gonna make claims like that you know uh, what happened I, to Elizabeth? I think she I think she died. I'm not sure when. Everybody in the WWF dies. Whoa. Well, everybody dies. A wrestler is not. <laughs> I mean, about twenty or thirty years earlier than they should. Well, yeah, you see what they put themselves through. I don't know about Elizabeth, she but wasn't, she uh, wasn't a wrestler, was she? Uh, well, sort. Later I mean, on, maybe she, didn't she would get in the ring from time to time. What was Hogan's? Remember when they had their main big rivalry in the late eighties? What was Hogan's uh, lady manager's name? Uh, I don't remember who was with him at the time. Was it Scary? Scary Jerry, something like that. I just remember there was a couple a couple of times where they went at each other, pulling some hair and stuff. Right, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, nothing, <laughs> nothing serious. No like power bombs or anything. No, 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 bumps no. or anything like that. But. No, no, no. It would they would just get in each other's faces outside the ring. But um, I mean that yeah. So this Hogan diss track started from I mean text. So in wrestling they had that feud where you know Hogan stole Miss Elizabeth away from him and all that sort of thing. But behind the scenes, there was some real life animosity too, which kind of turned into a real life feud, and they ended up, you know, not really speaking for a long time or anything like that. So that's what this the, this track was supposed to be bringing that up. And luckily, is that real though, or is that just more like um, it was? Kayfabe? It was both. It was both. It was. I mean, it, there was parts of it that was just a, an angle on TV, but there was parts of it that were actually real. I think. Yeah, I mean, it has no teeth though. Like. What he and I'm gonna kick you in the butt and wash your mouth out with soap. <laughs> what? What? You know the thing that was the best about Randy, uh, the Macho Man Savage, especially when I was a kid, was he was eloquent. He the promo spots he would do, the the banter from the ring he would do about like you know coming for you, we're taking this all the way to Madison. He was like. I never, I never cared about him as a wrestler. Like I was never like stoked to see him wrestle. But when he showed up to like drop a promo or do an interview or whatever, I was like, oh, he's gonna take the That's mic the away from Mean Gene and he's gonna get right in the camera's face and he's gonna do that thing where he's shaking as he's talking and it looks like he's his fucking veins in his neck are gonna explode. I'm like, where is that energy? All I have here is an old man doing his best like Cookie Monster, you know, like. Well, I mean, first of all, talking about putting wash your doing a cookie monster. Wash your mouth out with soap. It's his voice. (laughs) Wow, he's putting it on. It's it's a bit of an affect. It's part of the character. I am the greatest intercontinental heavyweight champion that ever lived, and I am the greatest professional wrestler that ever lived. See, that's what I'm talking about. You could have made a whole goddamn album with just clips of Macho Man, like smack talking and all that sort of stuff. Put that to beats. That would be a fire. That would be a fucking say, fire say. album, man. Let's do that. Let's not, be- yeah, not this Hollywood <laughs> Hulkster. You're yeah. at the end of your rope. I'm gonna kick you in the butt and wash your mouth out with soap. <laughs> did you take that down as a note, or did you write that one down? You're like, oh, just and you wrote it down. He's memorized back. He likes it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, the number of times he says "kick your butt" 
in this? <laughs> I'm like, this was made for children. Uh, yeah, that's probably the thing. I mean, there's it was no definitely made for advisory. a mass market. Yeah, there's no parental, and there was, I can't remember which song it was, but there were definitely times where they said shit, but they just cut No, it. the only time it happens Haka. is another rapper drops a verse, and they bleep part of his verse. Right, right, but that, that definitely shows you that it was a family-friendly PG kind of. Yeah, that's too bad, man. So, so one of the things, one of the main things that made me think of this album was here, and I'm going to share this screen to show you guys. Okay. Was we're talking about, we're talking about, you know, the idea is to find albums that were, you know, critically panned, right? Uh, <laughs> and so, right here on the Wikipedia under critical reception, the only, the only sense, <laughs> the only thing it says, <laughs> the oh, album gold. was critically panned. <laughs> That's gold. <laughs> it's not even worth talking about. That's all they said. Drop one sentence. How how was it? How was it received? Oh yeah, it was critically pissed bad. poorly about that. It's not one said. publication said something. Well, nice. they sold. I think they only sold like fifteen thousand copies. Was the number I saw. So well, not a big mover. If 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 it had been just a single, like an like a single or an EP that was just. A good hype track for him, like entry music, the Hulk Hogan diss track, because the Hulk Hogan diss track has got some stuff that throws back to like they've been doing that since sure. the '80s, man. For right? Sure. Yeah. Remember they team up, then they'd be the rivals. Yeah. Oh. Question: you know. Was this a licensed product of the WWE? No, no, no. He was not. So this is independent. So, so he wasn't able to sell them through the WWE or at the actual wrestling no. events because that probably would have sold him way more copies oh easy easy oh big time sure. yeah no vince mcmahon has no piece hurt. of this if if this had been a vince mcmahon idea every fucking kid would have had a copy of this and they're <laughs> stalking but no this but is a couple so bad that even vince mcmahon didn't want to pick it up no no he, it's a... he wasn't really with the company at all at that time oh, no this is wcw era sorry i got confused about the wcw always confuses me well they yeah. don't it got anymore. absorbed it got absorbed right into... yeah they, they bought it out eventually okay, uh, okay. The 2000s so basically what happened is when uh, a lot of the big guys from the 80s and uh, early 90s had aged out and this is in the era of like you know stone cold and the rock you know that sort That's of thing the only time i was actually watching wrestling was for me was like the late mid to late 90s it's the yeah. attitude era the attitude yeah. so the only way the wcw DX. could compete at the time was giving these guys kind of at the end of their career sting all those guys oh sting had been with wcw for a long time but mm -hmm gave them a little bit like a little a little bit of life at the end of their career like this is about a point where macho man probably was chasing the spotlight and maybe he wasn't getting spots in the ring so much so he was rethinking the game a little bit trying to build up a bit of hype you know throw that diss track out maybe if that worked out they people want to follow up and see that let's see the hulk hogan macho man rematch this was never this happened was way after this was even after he was a part of wcw because he would i think he was only with wcw till about like 2000 or so and then he just kind of went off and he stepped away for a while wrestling period and then he he went back to another another different federation after well that. sounds like from the album he was trying to he was trying to get back in there no he wanted i mean or he, he really take, holds a grudge reignite <laughs> that that feud and yeah that would have you know that could have been that could have brought you know him what? back and that that would have been the thing you know you know what though i bet you anything it's a little bit of kayfabe for sure you know 
publicity. That's how this whole industry works, right? Oh, for sure. Up that sort of stuff. I don't know how big of rivals they really were behind the scenes, but but you know you you throw that on there being like, ooh, I hope they bite, <laughs> you know, right? Wrestling like, definitely is like um like almost like a soap opera for the story continuations and the fact that you can say, oh. Well, you remember when DX was big? It's kind of like, remember when Marlena was possessed by the devil in Days of Our Lives? <laughs> yeah. There are yeah. legacies like that. I mean, look at The Undertaker, man. He mm-hmm. had storylines that uh, right up until this very last uh, uh, WrestleMania, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. this is finally his last, last, last WrestleMania. He's finally actually retired now. And you know what he, he never did? Put out a fucking rap album. There's <laughs> well, time. <laughs> He wouldn't have been a rap. No, yeah, he would have put out a, a metal album or something. He was a biker guy, so. Well, he did do one reinvention as a biker guy. Yeah. Do you remember that when he? Yeah, there was a period. Oh, I think gosh. in the late '90s or early 2000s it where in the 2000s where he would, probably Attitude Era. Yeah. Where American Badass. And people hated it, and he so he went back to the. As the time he actually, I think he came out to Kid Kid Rock was his theme for a while. Oh yeah. I was I was all in on that one. Oh, I bet you were. Oh boy! All the chips into the top in the middle of the table. Come on, let's go! (laughs) Yeah, like I don't hate the production on this. I'm like, it's fun. I get, I get it. Where it's time and places. I just mean like, is like, it's just so generic though. It's so middle of the road. It just feels listening to it. I was just like, yeah, you can't watch me on this podcast while I'm bopping my head, but I'm fucking. (laughs) You're feeling good. Well, into it. Well, I've got good news for you then. (laughs) <laughs> there are a whole lot of records a lot better than this one that have a lot of this vibe you're going to uh this is why i <laughs> i i'm like the worst person for for this podcast now because i like all the stuff that sucks i don't know <laughs> i mean okay so technically i understand what quinn's saying does it's it okay let's a great album yeah does it suck no no, no. it does not suck is it good no <laughs> personally for me i've got a soft spot because macho man is like my all-time favorite wrestler right like just the way he was was beautiful it was amazing so so i have the soft spot where i'm like i'll listen to him talk about shit i'll listen to him rap about shit yeah and you know he's your boy it's a novelty it's a novelty At at best it's a novelty it would have been perfect if it was like i said if it was a single because it's all filler, all of it, except for maybe be a man, maybe pick a good there's, hype There's another track. Good track. There's a uh, hit the floor, but that's because it's featuring DJ Cool, who also, you know. Oh, and but even that, that one is, is weird because it's broke. it's the format of the one's weird. It's 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 the hype hook, and then it's like not even a full sixteen bars of Macho Man rapping, and then it just repeats the <laughs> hype hook again, and then the song's over. <laughs> like the DJ Cool. Yeah, DJ Cool. Um, Perfect Friend, though, he must have written the lyrics to Perfect Friend because they are the worst lyrics. They're like they're the most meaningful and touching, right? They're sure. uh, that one they're... I would say is the cringiest. But it's cringy, man. It's bad. It's like a dad being like, "I'm cool. Oh, I can rap. I can get down with the kids." Are there any love songs? Yeah, there's what that. What's that all about, pretty lady? <laughs> Where it's like, "How come you love me and then you hate me?" He doesn't even sing the hook. Somebody else does. <laughs> But he's yeah, he's like, I just I want to take care of you, not just financially, is one of the lines. <laughs> Any songs about pumping iron or being at the gym or doing No, steroids? just he's got a couple of tunes about being at the club, macho thing. Okay. That's about being at the club. 
Yeah, like Maybe at the okay, club. Normally, when I when I've been listening to these albums, I give them two solid listens. Are you didn't one... even give this one a second listen. No, why did I? I? Didn't need to. <laughs> there was no, there was no getting deeper with this one and being like, okay, well, I heard the music, but maybe now I should really pay attention to the lyrics and see what the lyrics were saying. Like this is all on the surface. <laughs> this is the first listen. Like the 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 first the, the first track, and you're like, oh, okay, I know exactly what this whole fucking record's about. It's not going in any other direction at any point. It's one thing, and the the fact that it has a diss track on it is the only thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? That like. That's the only redeemer for you. Not a redeemer. It's the only thing that makes it interesting. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'm like, oh, he's trying something here. I and like I, I, and I was happy to hear the diss track a lot because I was like, well, at least there's something here that isn't just the same. Uh, like the, the message, the tone, everything's the same. The songs are all about the same thing, even when they're not about the same thing. They're about the same thing. You know. <laughs> <laughs> right like i mean that's what that's a lot of music in general though you know so that it, doesn't make it good <laughs> i want to ask about this album cover for the visual portion of the show that you guys can't see um like what what's going on with his eyebrows is that one eyebrow i think he's wearing here I'm he's wearing to, sunglasses yeah he's wearing he's wearing like what? transitiony shades yeah they're darker on top and then they Oh. It's weird. Wait, so it they really looks it. like he looks like a Burt unibrow. Yeah, if you yeah, only it's, see it's it from like big. far away, it doesn't. You can't really see because they they yeah. they don't really have frames. Well, they have frames, yeah. but they're not like pronounced dark, thick frames at all. Yeah, see, this is this is like, a time like in the like W. His, his look is very AJ from Backstreet Boys. <laughs> well, this is a t this is a weird time, right? Because these guys come from an era when wrestling was very colorful over the top, you know, like characters were larger than life. And then in the early, late 90s, early 2000s, the the tone kind of changed to just like, not grittier per se, but. That was like a WCW thing for sure, wasn't it? Like yeah, they black were kind of like black NWO. and white. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they had that whole thing. But even the Attitude Era and W like WE at the time wasn't nearly as colorful. Like kind of gone where the characters and it was well, I mean they still like characters, but I mean but like the goofy kind of cartoony characters were gone. Yeah, like, it was like the characters are like the dentist or you know, like where Yeah, yeah, that's job. what I'm talking about. I mean it was more about personality and it was, yeah. you know, like that's it became more about like like guys like Steve Cold, uh, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, and The right. Rock and that sort of thing, and then so these guys were following suit, right, trying to stay relevant. So they got rid of their colorful getup. You know, Hulk Hogan dyed his hair, really shit like that, right? <laughs> like it was, it was, it's kind of a letdown because if you were a fan and you wanted to support him, you despite the music, like you said, Charlie, having a soft spot for the guy, how much cooler would it have been if it was like you know rainbow cowboy hat big tasseled you know like uh jacket slim like, jim era step into a slim jim wrap around jim era. wrap around sunglasses that, <laughs> like that would be more intriguing than i don't know what this is a biker in chains like actually <laughs> well, he's kind of that, that chain doesn't even look like a real chain no it looks plastic as shit doesn't it it really does. And he's kind of ripping off Junkyard Dog in that. <laughs> that. That was Junkyard Dog's like whole look, wasn't it? In a big chain. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Bandana and a big chain. But I mean, uh, Savage had a, had a, was doing the bandana look for a long time too, even in WCW, right? So so this is not like he didn't, I'm, I, I don't think that he's, he changed a crazy ton of what he, how he was looking with the chains and stuff for this album cover. I think it was just kind of like, you know, yeah, it wasn't not, calculated for the album cover. It was no, just a calculated overall. It's just like, 
I got I got this stuff. <laughs> you know, I've already got these these this costume, these props, right? So that's this is what we're gonna use. Yeah. God, even like even the album cover though is so generic. It's it's not the greatest album cover. It's not thought out <laughs> at all. It's just a black background with definitely not flashy. No, it's not it, my favorite font. It's a mix of a couple of different mm-hmm. fonts that are all bad. Yeah, that's true. It's a family of fonts that are not very good. <laughs> They're not good fonts together either. No, they I mean no. they put whatever money they had into the rascals production team, you know, so that they could have the the better sounding quality music, which is all right. That's, that's not the same as the Canadian rap group the Rascals, is it? I don't think it is. I was trying to find that actually. I was I was like the Rascals. Remember like, that I, song uh, Crazy World? Before you cross the border, better have your shit in order. Do you remember that song? Sort of. That was a good good rap tune. That's why I'm curious if it couldn't be the same. But it so, could be. So, yeah, it's really hard to find a ton of information on this record. Like, not just, a lot. Not a lot because I don't think a lot of people paid any attention to it. <laughs> but uh, the Be A Man, the song Be A Man, samples No Vaseline by Ice Cube. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's a much 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 rougher song (laughs) (laughs) you know i would that that'd be the one i want to hear i want to hear like macho man like really like fucking spit some shit but i get it okay he's got his audience to keep in mind gotta keep it pg for the kids but you couldn't have dropped it like kick some ass instead of butt like yeah well i'm sure that that was (laughs) that was just straight up so that they could get it into walmart and target or whatever you know like as opposed to just the because this was also at a time right before there wasn't a lot of you know spot there wasn't spotify there wasn't like itunes too much and that kind of stuff right no yeah this was meant to sell cds at conventions (laughs) to get to get this product you had to have the investor who was going to buy the you know shell out for the fucking thousands of cds as it is right off the bat so Mm -hmm. well there it's there was a label behind this there was a label yeah Let's find out what is the label. It is uh, Big Three Records. Yeah. Mm. Um, did they ever do anything else? What was their roster like? Like, is, was this? Are they like, like maybe they were a gimmicky thing? Big Three, we're changing the game. Nope, that's a basketball league. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's still a big3records.com website, so it's still a thing. Let's see what their catalog is. Get to their ar- artists and catalog. Uh, ooh, yeah, man. I'm not... I'd, Catalog's got Cheap Trick. <laughs> oh, good for John them. John Cicada. Striper. Ooh, John Cicada. Striper, you said. <laughs> I like Striper. My buddy Crazy Dave, he toured with Striper. There you go. Huh. Yeah, so, okay, there's some legit... There's a couple of fairly legit. They, they seem like people who are all later in their career. So maybe that's their their angle. Uh, maybe that's how they scooped up uh, Macho Man there. They were like, yeah, this guy's washed up. <laughs> perfect for our <laughs> perfect for our roster. <laughs> Can make some money off of this. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I feel like that single, though, I heard it back in the day. You know, like... Either it made it onto some people's playlists, like it must have been downloaded. I'll bet you anything, just that single alone was downloaded a bunch <laughs> of times. Right. I'll bet you that made the rounds on probably LimeWire at the time. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been that would have been a LimeWire or um 
Napster kind of time, wouldn't it? Well, yeah. Definitely. So it would have been after Napster because 2003, I think Napster okay. was done, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely like LimeWire. What's the Kazaa? Do you remember Kazaa? Yeah. Yes. Oof, there we go. Those other P2P. Um, and I'm guessing that it ended up on a lot of burnt CDs because I have uh, memories of this making the rounds on like playlists, you know, between like Limp Bizkit tunes and, <laughs> and uh, you know, like Crazy Town and shit, you know, <laughs> probably some Kid Rock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The joys of working in a kitchen CDs, in the early, early 2000s. <laughs> that was the soundtrack to every kitchen. Oh, every kitchen was hilarious, was man. New a bunch metal. Of- Bunch Always. of kids all like, yeah, I hate my dad too. And it, for some kitchens, it still is the soundtrack. <laughs> you know, uh, have you ever, have you tuned into the bear lately? No. No. no Every once in a while. I've got a, I've got a radio in my shower and, uh, and every once in a while, like, you know, I just scan through just, I'm like eh, something, you know, I need a, I need a five minute playlist for my shower here. Yeah, and not too long. No, well, yeah. Maybe three songs. Maybe exactly. I'm not going to be near that long, but like, and it, it it's in the basement. It doesn't pick up, they have the greatest reception. You have to kind of go up into the hundreds plus to kind of get anything in too clearly. Hmm. And the bear comes in, 100.3. And so I've stopped on it to be like, I'll give this a five minute listen. And every song I hear is from 2003. I swear to God. <laughs> well, the problem is, is there's no rock music being made very not very much but well sonic seems to be able to play new music all the time but uh, sonic's uh fucking i hate when that shit rock i can't wait to hear naomi's uh diss track against sonic uh dude uh, that's that's alternative pop that's what sonic is but yeah so these are our terrestrial local radio stations and the the bear was the one that if I got into like my buddy's, you know, car, like his little fucking Nissan, whatever, or like, you know, Ford Malibu in, mm-hmm. in 2003, that's what I was hearing, you know, maybe not Macho Man, because I think it was a little too rap, but they played what? Nothing but like Linkin Park and Papa Roach and you get like the softest stuff they would play would be like Three Doors Down, <laughs> shit like that. And that was the time. Yeah, they they have still talking about the bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I'm saying, and then like that's 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 the stuff. Like the the guys who were listening to the bear then, and listening to those things then, those are the same guys that were listening to this for (laughs) sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They still play that bone cracker song on the bear, though. I bet. What's the bone cracker song? I'm the bone cracker. I'm the bone cracker. I'm the what that? I'm back attack that. Don't know the words. <laughs> You've never heard the. I mean, you just rapped about as good as fucking Macho Man did. I thought oh. so. You should start a rap career. Come on. You could. <laughs> okay, any one of us. Look, I I, we don't have his voice, but as far as his flow and like lyrical ability goes, I can rap better than him. Yes, we all could. <laughs> like, if, I could if rap he was still. He- if he was still here, do you think he could freestyle? Do you think you could like stop him? You think you could be like, "Hey, Randy Poffo." By the way, that's think, his real name, Poffo. You think he could? Uh, I don't think. I don't think. Spit your sixteen, man, and hit a mad cipher, yo. <laughs> no, he'd no. be like, "I'm Macho Man, and I'm here to say." <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't say that. I he love might as well. in a major way. He yeah. might as well, man. 
the most of the lyrics in this fucking thing are those kind of lyrics. Ah, there is a step up from that. I party think. people on the left, party people on the right. Party people here to party all night. I just made that up, and that's probably just as good as anything that's on this fucking album. Oh, come on now. <laughs> okay, give me give me some he, depth. He drop some give me his, a lyric. Give me some, some of his uh, street cred of like he's talking about when Hogan was doing uh, his his straight to video movies, and then and uh, Savage was in Spider Man Three. Yeah, see, we're all just stuck on the one song that's any decent on this thing, and it's that "Be a Man." Like it's a it's it's a good diss track as far as diss You're tracks stuck on it. go. There's some good quality tracks other than that song. Okay, name them. <laughs> number two, number three, number four. Oh yeah, number two is right. <laughs> number two is. Right. <laughs> I'm one of those people who don't know the names of the songs. Oh, that track well, three. To be good. fair, she only her Naomi only listened to it just just lately. It's not like she's like had today. it on her turntable like you know. Even for a month or so, right? Yeah, like I can't differentiate which songs. Which. Well, I love that uh, the hook on "Be a Man" it rhymes. He rhymes "scared" with "heard." <laughs> be a man, be a man, Hulk. That's true. Come poetry. on, don't be scared. You're running from macho. That's what I heard. That works. Scared is good. That's that works. That's it's right up there with like you know door hinge rhymes with orange, right? I think that's a better rhyme than this skirt. <laughs> Hot and her. Um, all right, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna pick a random. Let's see. Uh, Recite. Oh, I'm. I'm looking for a random track to. Oh, I see. I see. To, well, okay. Let's go to Perfect Friend. I feel bad about this you one because I know it's a tribute. One. Yeah. Um, let's see. Hey, Kurt, we miss you, but we know you're in a better place. It's kind of hard as time goes on, and I don't see your face. This song's about Kurt Cobain? No, it's about Kurt Hennig. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Perfect. Oh, Mr. Perfect. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you were my perfect friend right there until the end. I'm forever missing you until we meet again. Can't explain this pain. Never felt like this. Mr. Perfect, don't you know that you'll truly be missed? Hmm. I am the greatest intercontinental heavyweight champion that ever lived, and I am the greatest professional wrestler that ever lived. <laughs> okay. I hope he wrote a song about Brutus the Barber Beefcake. That would have been on the follow-up. <laughs> I don't know. Were they close? Maybe it would have been another I diss. Another <laughs> I just diss. think someone should. Someone should. yeah. <laughs> uh, I need another beer. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I guess, like, what? Like, I don't know why this exists. <laughs> it, do, it doesn't need to. It For doesn't need to exist music. at all. I don't yeah. hate that it exists. I just wish, I kind of wish it was worse, to be honest. What's your favorite thing about this album? Like, in a positive light? Is it is it the Hulk Hogan song? What is it? Um, okay. I, I just enjoy, I just enjoy that. I love the, the, the pageantry of it, that it's like keeping up that whole thing. It's fun. It's a fun idea. I like it as a publicity stunt yeah. or whatever. I, I, I don't like, I don't begrudge the man, you know, trying new things, you know, towards the end of his career, trying to stay relevant, all that sort of stuff. I get it. Like for sure. I just, it, it, it I think it just played it so safe. It's just not interesting. It's just not a thing. It's like I wish I wish it was worse, so that it'd be easier to just be like, you know, just be like, oh, can you believe how cringy this is? <laughs> you know, like eh, it's just safe. Good production, 
good production. Production's just safe. It's just safe. Um, it has 5,311 monthly listeners on Spotify. Monthly listeners. They're listening to it over and oh. over. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, have you Charlie's met? Charlie's about 300. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, have you met wrestling fans? <laughs> like, they're a certain breed, let me tell you. You know, like, hey, I can get I can get into it a little bit, too. I, Undertaker the other day, though, man, talking, talking right about now. how it's getting soft. He's not. He's he has a hard time being a fan of wrestling these days. Probably has a hard time getting it hard if he's on steroids. That's what I've heard. Is that true that you can't really get an erection or that your dick shrinks if you have steroids? You have a you get a Hershey kiss for a pee pee. I've never personally (laughs) taken steroids myself, so. No, I just I wondered if I heard correctly. Well, he he, uh, I don't know, man. He. I don't know about Macho Man. I'm sure he had his fair share of injuries in the day. They all do. Sure. Apparently, Undertaker, uh, his his ocular cavity on one side was so destroyed that he almost lost like a side of his face if they hadn't oh. been caught in time. He'd been wrestling too, and they're like, so uh, yeah, your ocular whatever, you know, uh, orbital thing that they call it. Like they, a bone? Yeah, but this part where he was like, "Oh, it's it hurts, it's sore, it's probably fractured or broken or whatever." Shit. He he went and saw somebody, and they're like, "It's fifty percent missing. It's falling over. It's falling apart." Then he went and and to the specialist, and they're like, "Did they say fifty? Because we're thinking it's more like seventy five percent missing." Then he went in for the surgery and came out of the surgery, and they're like, "It was ninety five percent gone. Yeah. You nearly lost your eye and part of your face." Where did the bone go? Just disintegrated over time. Wild. Getting pound, beat up. Yeah. So it just kind of like works its way into your blood or something? Yeah, these guys are tough as shit, man. I'll, I'll give it to these guys. Like, you know, you hear these stories about how, and they used to do this like 45 days in a row, yeah. maybe a few days off, a week off here and there, but like otherwise. You know, Not like they're in, like, in one place generally, right? Like. Mm-hmm. They do. They do the show, and then they hit the road to get to the next town. Then they sleep. They, you know, mm-hmm. drink. Yeah, pills to you know relax. No, it's chill out. Very... Oh, instead of getting an injury repaired, they just get a shot of cortisone. Like all of these steroids there aren't aren't for building muscle. Like they're they're for being able to perform all together. It's very physically demanding, regardless of whether someone thinks it's fake or not. It doesn't matter. It's physically demanding, even if it's choreographed. It's 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 just. Yeah, it's somewhat choreographed, uh, largely choreographed, and predetermined. Mm-hmm. Just like it's more predetermined than it is choreographed. The pros are really know how to play off each other. They can say like, "Look, I want to hit, want to hit this move. I want to hit this. We have to, you know, it's mandated that we have to like whatever." But in the meantime, it's improv. It's like they're whispering in each other's ear. They're telegraphing to each other, and if they're they're really good at it, which these guys who get to that level are, For it's sure. seamless to the audience, you know? Every once in a while, there's a blown spot or two, right? It happens, especially if it's a live Probably thing. live. Mm-hmm. But if most of the there. time, if you see a guy, like, you know, grabbing onto somebody's shorts to, like, move them into a move, there's a good chance they're whispering in each other's ear about, like, okay, I'm going to do this. You know, are you ready for this? Like, if I pull this move, you, you know, down for it? or And... If, you know, like anything else, you get frustrated, uh, you don't like a guy you're working with, shit can go sideways, man. There's a lot of stories of guys who are like, I told him clothesline and he nodded and we went for it. And then, you know, he stopped dead and fucking like sent me fucking flying or whatever. Right. Like Mm. that sort of shit. So it's it's not like there's no physicality in it. Even if like outcomes are more or less predetermined, 
these guys are putting on a show, especially yeah. if they're any good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I just wish, yeah, that uh, there'd been more of, I don't know, more of that energy. Like I, like the samples aren't bad. Like, like you said, there's good, good energy about this whole thing. So I will say that for sure. There's some entertainment value to be had for sure. But like, I, yeah, it does it belong in the bargain bin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. One hundred percent. So is my whole CD collection. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't. Do you enjoy it? I found some stuff I love in the bargain bin. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Then, then what does it matter what anybody else thinks about it? That's right. I, I, I have no problem. Uh, what is it? Taking the piss. That's right. <laughs> Taking the piss. Taking the piss. Yeah. I no mean, I don't know if Macho Man was self-aware or not. Like, if he really thought this was gonna break him out into a rap career. I don't think. I don't think he was aiming for a rap career, but just a return to the public eye kind of thing. Return to get back into wrestling at at some point. At some point, you know. Yeah, I think. I think the idea of the diss track with Hogan was probably the idea of being like oh that'd be a fun publicity stunt and then yeah. they just decided to build a whole album around it regardless you know? if you'd want to come back into wrestling or not it would still be a good thing to have on there just for fun you know just to amp up that image yeah i think this was something to sell at conventions and you know sign for fans and that sort of thing that, yeah. I think this is more of a novelty this is like just as good as like getting you know your favorite wrestler's t-shirt you know that's what this is Ooh, yeah <laughs> yeah this is this yeah. is for fans but now that being said i'll bet you we could go on soundcloud right now and find somebody who sampled like you know macho man and put it to some sick beat and all those like promo <laughs> spots and interviews and stuff like that and now that would have been a fucking amazing album Oh, let's find it. Guaranteed you somebody's done it. Guaranteed you somebody's done it. Yes. That'd be cool. Yeah. Should we look one up? I'm into it. I mean. Okay. All right. Before we call it a day. Or should we call it a day? We'll find it. We'll find it. We'll tweet it out. I'm pretty close. <laughs> I don't know what more to say about this album, honestly. I mean, I'm surprised I had that much to say about it. To be quite honest, shake my booty. That's that's all I can. Good, tell you. good enough, good enough, right? Good, yeah. decent beats. Yeah, right. I'll, I'll get on the treadmill to it tomorrow. I, you, actually, that's funny. That's how I listen to it. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. I think. Okay, tell you what. That's that's yeah. that's how we'll sum this up. If this and if this energetic. thing has a has a place anywhere that's where it is it's a it's on a gym playlist having macho man pump you up you know in kind of <laughs> you know kind of in his like almost outdated backwards socially not so progressive way you know yeah. you know yeah yeah that's good for him um yeah <laughs> all right well i guess that's all we have to say so that's a, another episode hey, of bargain bin oh name would you spin it again no fuck no <laughs> i would i may i may yeah but i you just know said what? i would already when it comes up in conversation that's when it'll get played that's again I'll, I'll, I'll be sitting yeah. somewhere with friends and we'll be talking about whatever and somehow it'll come up and i'll be like well, you guys ever heard uh, Macho Man rap? And they'll be like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I'll be I'll like... I'll bring the disc to your next house party. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'll have a, I have a treat for you. I hope there's a really good video that goes with it. I didn't look for any videos. Videos. I don't think there is though. Yeah, maybe oh, there that'd is. Be great. Um, yeah, Patreon.com/slash/learning-to-listen. I don't know if you want to hear us go on about more <laughs> wrestling tie-in. Hulk Hogan had a song in the '80s too. You guys want to do? Does he have an album? Maybe we should do I that. Hope not. Oh yeah, it doesn't <laughs> matter. Nothing matters. No. <laughs> uh patreon.com slash learning to listen that's that's where you can support us help us out uh make this thing a thing that just keeps on thinking <laughs> quinn More needs baby formula that's right keep me in pampers everybody yeah. um i for the baby too yeah uh, all right what else you know follow us on the social medias all that stuff at l2l podcast um facebook i don't know <laughs> No one goes on Facebook. My brain, listening to this just fried my brain. I'm like, I don't have thoughts anymore. I don't I don't know what to think. Uh, don't we have a phone number? Yeah, what's the phone oh. number? What's the phone number? Uh, four seven three seven three seven. <laughs> I don't think that's it. Wrong, I mean, wrong call number, that sorry, one if you're hungry. Okay, talk about other stuff and then I'll tell you the phone number. <laughs> want some garbage pizza. Oh, I, I got the phone number. Are you guys ready? Yeah. This is our hotline, 780 8518785 Hell yeah. Call that and tell us off. Tell us how we're idiots cuz we don't know anything. Wrestling is real and you believe it. You know damn that? it. Give us, give us your best Macho Man promo. And Macho Man's a real rapper. He is to me, damn it. He is to me. He was real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a real person. Yeah. Um Yes, I don't know what else. Learning to listen podcast at gmail.com. You know, if you can't figure out how to use a telephone because you're a wrestling fan. Oh, <laughs> Actually, I think a telephone would be easier. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. I'm done with this. Uh, Charlie, you got plugs? Yay. Go to oldmandesign.com. Get yourself some new shirts. I got all kinds. You want to get some learning to listen merch? That'll help us yes. out. Go there. Check it out. Get yourself a shirt. Get yourself a mug. Get yourself a shirt and a mug. That's all. Go for <laughs> it. Right on, Naomi. Oh, I have a podcast called Dope Nostalgia. And was this coming out this week? Coming up? Probably two weeks. Okay, well, I'll just oh. go with this. Uh, yeah, this week's episode coming out is uh, my special guest, Bill Manspeaker, a.k.a. Green Jelly. Ooh. Cool. Cool. Live from the toy store he lives in on Hollywood Boulevard. Well, that's cool. It's a good, good interview. It's fun. Fun all time. Right. All right. Well, all the fun times in the world. Um, this was a weird one. <laughs> we're all in a mood. Uh, I'm going to pick uh, some. We're more. all in a late uh, winter mood. I'm going to pick some more of these gems for you guys. I can't wait. I can't wait. Do to I listen get to, to pick more. the next shit album? Yeah. Oh, man. It's going to be shittier than shit because I'm picking it. Can it be worse than St. Anger? Watch, it's probably something that you guys find really fucking like <laughs> awe inspiring and poetic. And I'm like, like I think we set the bar with St. Anger as low as possible. So it's going to be hard. Look, I'll tell you what, this is what we'll go out on. Is this better than St. Anger? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. It is. I would way rather listen I, to I, I, I would even say. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's 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 end this. I'm <laughs>
1990s. The music was fun. And then it got really dark for a while, a little bit anti-establishment. But the next mm-hmm. thing you knew, it was totally fun again. So many artists came and went and left us wondering, what are they doing now? This podcast isn't about the heavy hitters who are still making millions. It's about everyone else. The ones whose careers didn't really leave that decade and kind of just still live in our memory. So you mean Vanilla Ice had another song? We all know what happened to Marky Mark. But what about the Funky Bunch? Who were the KLF? And why did Tammy Wynette record a song with an electro dance band that topped the charts? Two genres that specifically defined the 90s. What were freestyle and new jack swing all about? Did you know that Blossom star Joey Lawrence had a huge pop hit? Or that Alanis Morissette had a really hot pop career in Canada before Jagged Little Pill? Special guests will also be joining me to discuss the great era of glitter, grunge, Thin eyebrows, hammer pants, and total ridiculousness. We're even setting up some interviews with some of the musicians that define the times. Okay, so if you're older than 30, you might be sitting here going, Man, I totally remember that song, but I have no idea who does that. Well then, you better listen and find out. I'm Naomi Carmack, host of the Ultimate 90s podcast, Dope Nostalgia. You're going to be busting the move again, coming in early 2020. You want to follow us so that you know when we go live? Check out our Twitter at Nostalgia Dope, or you can find us on Instagram at Dope underscore Nostalgia. If you've got a question or you just want to be on the show, email us at Dope Nostalgia Podcast at gmail.com.